Hi, and welcome to eTalmud 2.0. We're going to begin on the bottom of Moed Katan 7a, Zion Amad Aleph. Um, before we begin, I just want to remind you what we're discussing. We're talking about a Kohen um, diagnosing Tzara'as, leprosy, during Chol HaMoed, during the intermediate days of the festival, in which we have an obligation to rejoice. And the worry would be is that the diagnosing of leprosy, which would cause somebody to have to leave the leave the, the Jewish camp, the community, um, for a temporary period of time, um, would mar that joyousness that you were once required to experience. And therefore we say, in some instances, that a Kohen should refrain from diagnosing, which would mean that perhaps a Kohen would even refrain from inspecting on Chol HaMoed. We had a machlokas, we had a dispute between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Meir had said that a Kohen can expect Saras, leprosy on Chol HaMoed, but he's only allowed to render a lenient decision, not a, a stringent decision. And if it's a stringent decision is what is necessary, he'll just wait till after Yom Tiv to issue it. Whereas Rabbi Mer says no, the coin, no, I'm sorry, whereas Rabbi Yossi says no, you actually, the coin doesn't go at all because if he finds himself in a situation where it is a stringent diagnosis, He's not allowed to not share that diagnosis. And therefore, we just say, don't go and inspect in the first place. So we're going to start from the very bottom of Moed Katan 7a. Amar Rava. Rava said, Bitahar. If somebody was never examined before, and now they seem to have potential tsaras, Kuli Amalopligi Dolochazile. Everybody agrees, including Rabbi Mer, that a Kohen does not examine that type of person on Chal HaMoyed, because the only thing that could happen is negative, and therefore there's no reason for the coin to come to inspect. The Haskarishon, what happens if he's at the end of the first confinement? So as we explained last week, the end of the first confinement would mean the coin came to inspect, and he found only one of two, um, one of two signs necessary for it to be a confirmed leprosy case. So what happens is, is that that person is confined. Um, um, that person is confined for seven days, um, and then the kohen comes back to relook at it to make a, a further diagnosis. So what we're saying is, is beheskeri shown. So after a person was confined for seven days, um, what there we um, we say dekuli amalopligi dechazile. Everybody agrees. Even Rabbi Yossi, that you do examine that person on Chol HaMoed. You could examine him on Chol HaMoed. And the reason for that is, is that there's nothing that Kohen could say that would that would make the situation worse. If he's able to be, if he's found to now be pure, then that's great. That will only enhance his, his holiday joy. And if the Kohen finds that he has to be confined for another seven days, He's not any worse off than he would have been had the Kohen not examined him in the first place, right? Because if you are in confinement and the Kohen doesn't come, you have to remain in confinement. Now, of course, we have to understand, um, we have to have an answer for the question that wouldn't the Kohen be able to make his situation worse? What if he confirms it as Tsaras? That would obviously make it worse. That is a very, um, that's a very good uh, question to um to ask and for that um Tosfos actually explains that when you're at the end of your first confinement even Rabiosi would agree 
that a Kohen does not need to render a negative verdict. It's only at the end of the second confinement that Rabbi feels that if it is a negative verdict, then the Kohen must issue it. Okay. So keep Pligi. So then where is it that Rabbi Meir and Rabbi actually argue? What case is their case of argument? So we say it's Behesker Shani. It's at the end of the second confinement, right? So if you were confined for one week, the Kohen comes and looks. It's still unclear because you only have one symptom, not two symptoms. Then you have to remain confined for another week. And at the end of that week, then if you now have both symptoms, then you're considered confirmed. And if you continue to only have one symptom, then you're considered pure. So it's at the end of the second confinement, so 14 days later. And this is where their argument um, exists. Mars suffer Bekohin Talia Milsa. One master holds, and this is Rabbi Mer. He feels that the matter of becoming confirmed as a Mitzorah is completely dependent upon the verdict of the Kohen. So, and the Kohen, therefore, itahar amalei tahara. This is, the, this is the, the rule that the Kohen will follow. If the person is tahar, the Kohen will say, tell him he's tahar. Vi'itame, and if he's tame, if he's impure, shasik, the Kohen will remain silent, and he will only issue the final verdict after Yom Tev is over. Umar Savar, whereas the other master holds Rabbi Yossi, who says that you should not even expect it, inspect, he feels that no. He feels that once the Kohen inspects after the second confinement and comes up and, and has a verdict, he has to issue that verdict. He can't wait. He can't just be silent. And where does he know that from? From the verse, Lataharo o because the verse says, to declare it Tahor or to declare it Tame. And the basic idea here is that the Kohen has to render a verdict of either Tahor or Tummy. He cannot just remain silent when he comes to inspect at the end of the second confinement. Okay, so that's where we are so far. According to Rabbah, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi's disagreement is only in one case. And that is, at the end of the second confinement, does the Kohen come to inspect on Chol HaMoed or not? All right, Amar Mar, Master said, Amar Rabbi. Rabbi said, Nirin divrei Rabbi Yossi b'muchlat. The words of Rabbi Yossi. The words of Rabbi Yossi. So now we're going to reanalyze. Um, this was a brisa that we said earlier. We're going to reanalyze it. Nirin divrei Rabbi Yossi b'muchlat. The words of Rabbi Yossi that a coin does not inspect the affliction in Cholamoy. That would seem to appear correct when it comes to a confirmed mitzora. So this is a confirmed mitzora. To someone who has been confirmed for seven days, and now you're, the coin is coming to make sure that it is healed. In that case, Rebbe feels that Rabbi Yossi is correct, that the coin does not even bother, it does not inspect yet. <laughs> and the words of Rabbi Mer, that the Kohen may do the inspection, that's in with respect to somebody that's confined. So not confirmed, but rather confined. He's been confined for one week, and now you're coming to see what the rule is. Now we're going to ask yeah, the obvious question about Tanya Ibcha. But didn't we just learn differently in that other Brysa, right? Because the other, in a different Brysa, I'm sorry. Because the, no, there's a different Brysa that says that Rebbe holds that the words of Rebbe Meir appear correct with respect to a confirmed Mitzora. That that one you do come and inspect. And Rebbe Yossi appears correct with respect to a confined Mitzora. That one you wouldn't come to inspect according to Rebbe. So which one is it? Which one is it? So the Gemara is going to answer that there really are two versions of Rebbe's opinion. Tanai hi alibu de Rebbe. 
It's actually a matter of Tanaic dispute, according to Rabbi. And it's based on this. Mar Savar, Tzavta Da'ama Adafle. One Brisa that says there that says what Rebbe's opinion is. They held that according to Rebbe, the company of the world at large is preferable to the Mitzora. So if the company of the world at large is preferable to the Mitzora, then the then the conclusion is that a Kohen can come to examine a confirmed Mitzora on Chalhamoid. Because what will happen, if he determines that the man is still Tameh, he's no worse off than he was before. And if he can declare him Tahor, which would then allow him to re-enter the camp, even though during that time of Tahara, even though during that time um, of, of purification, now you have seven days of purification once you're healed, even though that during that time he's not allowed to be intimate with his wife, it's pref it's more important to in, in this in this scholar's mind, it's more important for a person to be able to be in the company of, of community than to be intimate with his wife. And therefore, there's no the 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 upside outweighs the downside when it comes to a confirmed mitzvah because either they'll be told you you haven't healed so then their situation will just continue so they're that they're no worse off or they'll be told you can begin your 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 purification process which can be done in the midst of the community you just can't be with your wife and that's preferable Umar Savar and the one that felt that Rebbe and the scholar that Brisa that felt that Rebbe would hold. <laughs> That you can only that you the Kohen will come to inspect a confined person, but not a confirmed person. That's because he holds tzavtsa de ishto adifale. That's because that scholar, that brisa holds that a person would prefer. It's more important for a person to be able to be with his wife, even at the expense of being banned from the community. So a Kohen can come examine a confined Mitzora on Chol HaMoed, because if he declares him Tahar, then of course he's going to gain. If he's if he was just confined, not confirmed, and now he's Tahar, now he's pure, he's allowed to go back to the community, and he's allowed to, he remains permitted to be with his wife. And if the Kohen declares him a confirmed Mitzora, so now you have to go out of the community, well, at least you're still able to, um, at least you um you, at least you'll still be able to live with your wife outside of the camp. You'll still be able to be with your wife during that state of being confirmed. So that's those. That's how. Um, that's how this is to be understood. There are two different brises that understood Rebbe differently and was based off of what is more important to a person: being part of being the community or being in um, being able to live with your wife. So now the Gemara is going to ask, de mutar Now, does this mean to say that a confirmed mitzora is allowed to be intimate with their wife? Is allowed to engage in in, in, in in intimate relations? That's what it seems to be saying. So the answer is in yes, yeah, v'hatanya, and so it was taught in a brisa. V'yashav shivasimim. The verse says in Vayikra in Leviticus that um, somebody that's a confirmed mitzora who has now been declared healed, it says he shall dwell outside his tent for seven days. Outside his tent. So that means that 
once a confirmed person is declared healed, then he shall be forbidden to engage. He has to be outside of his tent, so he's forbidden to engage in marital relations because the ain ahalo el ishtak is the word his tent in this context refers to his wife. Shinamar, like we have, like we see in other sources in the Torah, in, in, in um, Devarim, for instance, in Deuteronomy, where it says, Shinamar, as the verse says, Lech emor lahem shuvu lachem lachem, as it says, go say to them, um, that you can now return to your tents. And this was in the context of before the Torah was given on Mount Sinai, three days before, every Jew had to abstain from marital relations. And then once the Torah was given, they were being told, you can go back to your tents, you can go back to your wives. So we see that during purification, the after after being told you are healed, after being confirmed, <laughs> so during that purification process, you can't be with your wife. Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Huda says, um, scripture says regarding the Mitzvah, they shall count seven days for him. And we say that during those seven days, those, um, so meaning a marital relations, the inferences is marital relations are not allowed during those days of counting, but they would be allowed during his days of confirmed saras. So those days of counting are the seven days you count after being healed, after the coin says you've healed. And during that time, marital relations are forbidden. But before that, when you're when you're confirmed to have saras, until you've healed, it's still permitted. And that's the that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, of Rabbi. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabbi Yehuda, he says, Shivas yemei sefiro. Since the Torah mentions the prohibition regarding his seven days of counting, right? So when he's already healed, and yet the Torah still says that he's forbidden. Once he's already healed, the Torah still says marital relations are forbidden. Then you should make a kalvachomer argument, where if in a serious case we say something, and I'm sorry, within a lenient case we say something, we have a stringency, then certainly in, in a more a strict case, we should say that stringency, or a more intense case, we should say that stringency. So the idea here is, is that if, in fact, during the seven days of counting, of purification, which is when he's already healed from Tzaras, he's not allowed to be with his wife, then Kavachomer, we should say that when you are in the midst of of of, of your Tzaras, of your leprosy, you certainly shouldn't be allowed to be with your wife. The Omar Rabbi Chia, and Rabbi Chia says, I reasoned before Rebbe as follows. You taught us, O Master. Yosam was conceived from Uziyahu during Uziyahu's days of confirmed Tsaras. So Uziyahu was one of the kings of Judah. He was actually a king of Judah for a very long time. And he became afflicted with Tsaras. While he was king, and he was, and that that he remained with Saras until his death. And when he died, the next king was his son, and he the king was 20, 50, 25 years old at the time. And basically, the math gets you to this point where you see very clearly um, that Uziyahu must have been intimate, must have conceived Yosam, his son, during his days of confirmed Saras during his days of confirmed saras. So we see very clearly that Rebbe goes with the opinion that um, that you're allowed to be with your wife during the period of confirmed saras before you've actually healed. 
Omar lo, and Rebbe replied back to Rebbe Chia, Afani kachamarti, indeed I did say this. So we see that Rebbe holds this. And that would explain the two, that would explain um, why we have two different opinions as to what Rebbe would actually feel. The question isn't whether Rebbe allows marital relations during the time of confirmed saras that every both the Bryce has agreed to rather the question is is what's more important to a person to be in the company of their community or to be able to um be uh, intimate with their wives okay so now we're going to go back and look at this idea where we have a machlokas between rabbi yehuda and his own son rabbi yossi about whether a confirmed mitzorah, confirmed leper, is allowed to be intimate with their wife. But my kamifligi, what's at the basis of their disagreement? That's the question we're going to ask. That's the question we're asking. And we say, Rabbi Yossi, Rehuda, Sava, Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabbi Yehuda, holds Gali Rachman of the Mesviro, the merciful one. The Torah revealed that you're not allowed to have relations during the mitzorah's seven days of counting. So that's the seven days after um, that's the seven days of during of purification after the Kohen says you've healed. The Cholshe came to Mechluto, and the logic follows that certainly this should apply when you're actually confirmed as a Mitzorah, when you haven't healed. Umar Savar, but the other master, Rabbi Huda, the father holds, mind Gali Gali, that which the merciful one revealed as being under the prohibition, which is the seven days of counting, that's what the Torah revealed. Umar Delo Gali, and that which the Torah did not reveal, as included. Uh, Logali, the Torah did not include, the Torah did not reveal, and therefore it's excluded from the prohibition of marital relations. Okay, now we're going to go on to discuss a very fa- the, 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 uh, one, of the mo- one of the more foundational concepts here, and that is that until the coin examines the affliction and then issues the verdict, the person is not deemed tummy, even if it's so clear that the person has all the symptoms in the world. So we say, Lememra. Are you telling me that the person becoming a Mitzora is dependent upon the verdict of the coin? So the Gemara says, and yes, and so do we learn in Abraisa. The Torah says, but on the day that it's referring to one of the symptoms that 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 make it into tsaras, which is that you have a patch of white skin, and right inside of it is healthy skin. That's how you know it's. That's one of the ways of knowing it's tsaras. So we say, but on the day that healthy flesh is observed in it, it shall be tummy. So what's the inference from this language? This is a verse in. Um, this is the a verse in Leviticus in Vayikra. Yesh yom shata roebo. There is a day on which you, the Kohen, observed Saras, and then there's a day that you don't observe Saras. In other words, the Torah is telling us that because things are completely dependent on the Kohen, there are some days where it's where the Kohen should go and observe, and there's some days that they won't. Mikan Amruth, from here the sages said, if a groom develops some sort of Saras affliction, we grant him the seven days of his wedding celebration before the Kohen goes and examines it. And we grant this dispensation for himself, for his house, and for his clothing, because we know you can also get Saras on your house and your clothing, you have to then destroy it. And so too, if this happens, if you develop these types of symptoms during the festival, we grant him the seven days of the festival before examining it. Rabbi Yehuda, these are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. 
Rebbe Omer, Rebbe said, you actually don't need this exposition of Uve based on the verse, but on this day, healthy flesh is observed in it to make this conclusion. Rather, Harehu Omer, the verse says very clearly, the Kohen shall command and they shall clear the house before the Kohen comes to look at the affliction. So what's this about? So we see very clearly that in the case of Tsaras of the house, Tsaras of the house, if a person's house has Tsaras on it, has leprosy on it, then everything in the house now becomes Tame. Everything in the house now becomes impure. But what we see very clearly is the Kohen, before coming to inspect the house, issues a command that you should clear everything out of the house. And only once everything is clear out of the house, then does the Kohen come and say, you, this has tsaras, this has leprosy, the house has leprosy. And that way they've been able to salvage all the things that were inside of the house and they don't become impure. So we see that the Kohen delays his inspection um, um, for the purpose of saving the victim's property from tuma, from impurity. And then we can make a logical argument. If we postpone the inspection of the Kohen, for a discretionary matter, the avoidance of monetary loss, then certainly we will be able to say, Kol Shekein Ledvar Mitzvah, certainly we'll delay it for a mitzvah matter, and that's why we don't examine the affliction of a groom during his wedding celebration when he has an obligation to rejoice, and during the festival when you have an obligation, a mitzvah to rejoice. Okay, let's stop here, and we will continue with this fascinating discussion of leprosy and its ramifications for, um, for uh, the holidays. Next week, have a great day.